0: If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Doc Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do.
1: Our float is called Rhythm of the Heart. So our float is built on an African theme with drums from three or four different parts of Africa, where drums are used traditionally in the and in the villages to communicate.
0: On site at top award-winning float builder Fiesta Parade floats on the Saturday before the 130th Rose Parade, as you might guess, activity would barely describe what was going on. The place was humming with volunteers in what's called the deco stage or decoration stage of getting those floats ready to roll at 8 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. And among the breathtaking floats being decorated is one that's all about communication, giving, and hope. Tom Moan is the chairman of the Donate Life Rose Parade float. Tom is also the chief executive officer of nonprofit One Legacy, whose mission is to save lives through organ, tissue, and eye donation. We had the opportunity to talk on site about his organization's entry in the 130th Rose Parade. You are standing in front of this incredible, amazing float. Please tell me about this one.
1: So the Donate Life float was the original conception of Gary Fox, who was a lung transplant recipient. And he sent us a letter now, back in 2001, saying, I have got a gift of life, and I can't think of a better way to thank my donor and all donors and celebrate the power of transplantation than to put a float in the Rose Parade. We all thought that was a brilliant idea and going to be impossibly difficult to do. Fortunately, we were wrong. Uh, The tournament welcomed us with open arms to be a participant because they recognized that donation and transplantation is one of the ultimate examples of the generosity that really makes our community, our nation, our world a richer and better place. And the Tournament of Roses trade has always been about sharing the uh, celebration of life and about what in our communities and the fabric of our communities that makes it a wonderful place. So it's been a partnership with the tournament now for 16 years and uh, this year, is our isaiah uh, 16th vote and perhaps our best ever
0: tell me first about impossibly difficult to do what did you expect versus how the reality was
1: so, to getting into the parade um we were a i was a little concerned that organ donation might be a little edgy a little uh, not as celebratory uh for the parade as they we would think of parade because a parade is a celebration um, but as we presented it to them and as they uh talked with us about it they recognized it was really a celebration of the life uh, donors who have cho- chosen and their families have chosen to give
0: the gift of life
1: on their passing and the life saved and healed by transplantation or cornea, bone, skin, and of course organ donation um, and that celebration it, sh- it shows up in the faces of the family members who are on the floor the, the walkers who are walkers who are living kidney donors and living kidney recipients who walk alongside the floor Proving that you can donate a kidney, you can receive a kidney. You can get up way too early in the morning on New Year's Day, stand out in the cold, walk five and a half miles, be really hot and tired and look to tell about and enjoy it and come talk with the crowd about how wonderful you're that gift of life was for you and for the for people the in your family. Before we look at your float,
0: how did you get involved with
1: Donate Life? I uh, used to be, in a prior career, a hospital administrator and I had a uh, friend who was also a headhunter called me up and said, if you ever thought about working in organ donation? And I said, Dick, I've waiting for your call since kindergarten. Of course not. It never <laughs> crossed my mind. And what well, three of your colleagues said that I should call you and said, well, that's probably telling. It's probably something about um, me and what and what might be a feeling that's talk. Well, it turned out to be the greatest decision I ever made because the chance to work with people uh, living at the edge of life and death. Um, tragedy and hope. And bridge that gap and bring some uh, fulfillment of life to those who lost someone and bring new life and extended life to those who otherwise would, would pass, um, doesn't get better than that every single day.
0: You have some very simple statistics on your public relations material. What is it, something like 22 people die without an organ?
1: Yeah, there's a, roughly 22 people die waiting around the country every day. Um, the, the tragedy is that the need for an organ donation and transplantation far outseeds the available number of organs. Right now, even if everybody who could donate did, we would still uh, not be able to, there uh, would still be people waiting. Our goal is to make sure that no one dies while waiting. And we're getting closer and closer. This year in Southern California, we set a record. We're not quite done, but we'll set a record for the number of organ donors. Um, we're working on a 560th donor. The most we've ever done before is 487 organ donors, so that's a big increase in one year. We re- recovered nearly 3,000 tissue donors, corneas, bone, heart valves, vessels, to help heal people who have other uh, life debilitating illnesses. So it's been a very successful year, and right now, more than two, three quarters of people who can be a donor at the time of their actually do become say yes, and become a here in Southern California.
0: Now, we know anybody listening is going to live at least another 30
1: so it's That's be right. A long
0: time in the future. Exactly. But what if they wanted to be a donor.
1: And uh, the, the greatest thing i say, when you go to the DMV, just check that box, say, you want to be a donor. If you're not going to be renewing your license for a while, okay, then you can go to donutlifecalifornia.org and check the box and say, yes, I want to be a donor. And that records your, your decision um, it is your sort of like your, your will and your gift to the world. So I say, check the box, get that pink dot on your license, and then go wear your organs out live a full and rich life.
0: I love that. With that in mind, what are we looking at here and what's your float called?
1: So our float is called Rhythm of the Heart and the float names and float themes follow the theme of the parade and the parade parade theme this year is really close to us because it's called Melody of Life and it's not a total random event, it's Melody of Life because this year's float president, the volunteer Gerald Freeney, who's volunteered for 30 years and is this year's president, picked the theme. Well, Gerald Freeney is also the first float president who's had a transplant? He's had two liver transplants and a kidney transplant. So we we have a lot in common, and we know the word life is there for a the reason. So our heart float rhythm of the heart picks up on that musical theme, of, uh, melody, um, and but it also has the very literal thing of heart and heart transplant. But more importantly, the symbolic of the, of the gift of you know the heart as the giving uh, symbol, caring for one another within the community. So our float is built on an African theme of, um, with kumba with, uh, drums and uh, drums from three or four different parts of Africa. Where drums are used in, uh, traditionally in the tribes and in the villages to communicate between the villages and within the villages and keep people connected. Symbolism of, re- of the connection that comes of donation and transplantation in the community you build. And frankly, the reason that Gary Foxen recommended we have a float in is to communicate with the world the value of donation. So the communication is really beautifully told through the drums themselves. We also have a Sanofu mask, also from Africa, and the Sanoufu mask is a two-faced mask We're dealing with some of the dualities of life, male and female, life and death, old and young, uh, the dualities that come through organ donation and transplantation. Uh, that is reminding us of that depth and that richness in our lives and communities. And it's finished with a, uh, a family of uh, antelope there at the back that are a father, a mother, and a baby uh, reminding us that we are all part of one family. And this is a very beautiful family, I must say, the most beautiful uh, antelopes I could have ever imagined seeing. And it's going to, they're going to uh, tower above our float and above the parade.
0: How tall are these yeah. antelopes? The antelopes, I think, are going to end up
1: when they're fully erected about 25 to 30 feet high. And of course, they right now have to lie back on their hydraulics so they can get out of the barn and in the middle of the parade, the end of the parade, so they can get under the 210 freeway.
0: Which brings up a consideration for my audience, because my audience is esteemed. How are you combining science, technology, engineering, art, and math? so that this is going to work, but going to make everybody go, wow. Yeah,
1: well there is a, uh, obviously uh, we talked a little bit about the, um, uh, the, uh, the humanities and the art in this, and the symbolism and the choice of materials, of, the, of themes and elements composed composed with it. Uh, there's certainly biology in this, in the variety of materials, because every surface is covered by something that is uh, once living material, floral material. Somebody asked me yesterday, how many materials are on this float, can, can, can you name them? I said, if you looked at my our floats four or five years ago, we had a storyboard with fourteen or fifteen materials. Our last estimate is we have like hundred and forty materials in this float. No, I can't name them all. <laughs> uh, so we have we have uh, a wide representation of the flora of the world. Um, the there's certainly engineering behind it because there's a um, multi-ton chassis and an uh, engineer and a uh, engine and hydraulics and uh, that, that are about making this float move down the route and making sure it safely gets through the, um, the overpasses uh, so there's have been a lot of thinking about that uh, that I know our drivers care a lot about <laughs> to keep them on track.
0: You're moving I think 2.5 miles an hour is that
1: right? That's right yeah uh, and we I think the best measure of that is um, you know, on uh, New Year's Eve just after sunset this float in all uh, 15 from here and 19 from the Phoenix um, facility down the street Will start trundling their way to Pasadena at two, two and a half miles an hour, making an eight-hour journey to get the, to the parade route.
0: Wow! Now, how many years have you actually been able to decorate? I thought you've been putting in for 16, but have you been here every year?
1: Well, I would say the very first couple years, we. Built, we did the Donate Life boat following Gary's vision to create community around donation transplantation. We didn't have many volunteers that year. I was gluing rice on and placing flowers every single shift for, every, uh, for the first three floats every time uh, as we built community up. Today, I'm lucky to be able to adjust a rose on Judging Day. We have a wonderful community from around the nation
0: it looks like you're pretty darn close to getting finished but what still remains to be done is you and I talk on Saturday before New Year's Day. Yeah,
1: we are really almost completely done with all of our dry materials. We are just doing, really doing touch-up right now pretty much and it's a few pieces of that left. Sometime later today we will start to put on our um, some of our flowers that can be glued on and fresh flowers and the other thing we'll put on today and this is a really big moment. We have Florographs. We have 44 florographs. These are photographs that are then covered with seed and coffee and herbs and spices of individuals who were deceased donors, deceased organ, eye, and tissue donors. And their images will be placed in di- and, um, these florographs in diamond shapes on each of the drums. And those are going to be uh, placed this, after, this early evening. And it's a very solemn moment. Uh, it's, it's my favorite part of the, uh, the parade decoration. And that's one I still do personally every
0: year. And finally, if someone could only get one thing from you and from the Donate Life float and foundation about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you want them to take away?
1: Um, the, uh, well, a, a beautiful Rose Parade float in any year is an act of creativity, without a doubt. Um, and frankly, we always look to innovate and create some new design that is a new way to share our message and most importantly, catch people's eyes, be visually stunning and inspiring and then have a layered story underneath it that opens the parts.
0: Tom thank you for your time today.
1: My pleasure very much
0: Enjoy. You and I have been listening to Tom Moan, chairman of the Donate Life Rose Parade Float. Tom is also the Chief Executive Officer of Nonprofit One Legacy. To find out more about their work, check out their website onelegacy.org. That's onelegacy.org looking for Donate Life's 16th Rose Parade Float entitled Rhythm of the Heart in the 130th Rose Parade in Pasadena on New Year's Day 2019. The parade-themed The Melody of Life starts at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. You'll find more information on the Tournament of Roses website at tournamentofroses.com. That's tournamentofroses.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to additional Over Coffee podcasts at 2mavericks.com. That's 2, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, 2mavericks.com. And you can contact us at 2mavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.